Hello and welcome to the E-Team Podcast. These are conversations with ministry and marketplace leaders from across the country that provide insight and encouragement. For more information about this podcast and any and all resources provided by the E-Team, please visit us at eTeam-inc.com. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition, another session, um, another episode, if you will, of uh, the E-Team podcast, which we like to label uh, and call it E-Talks. And man, I couldn't be more excited today to be introducing the gentleman that's sitting across the table from me today, who's just got the, you guys are going to hear it. You can't see it because you're watching, you're listening to this, but you're going to hear how big this wow. guy's smile is. Um, this is a, he is an author. He is a pastor and he is a safety and care coordinator um, for a marketplace organization. Does a lot of work for churches and, and all Amen. kinds of um, companies. But let me introduce to you guys, Mr. Damika Kelly. Damika, how you wow. doing, man? Absolutely wonderful, man. Doing great, Andy, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to share this before we get into some of this. But I remember the very first time I mentioned his smile, the very first time I had an opportunity to I talk wow. to you first before I got to meet you. Yes. And I just remember that conversation. And I've actually shared this. He's heard me share this a couple of times now. <laughs> um but I just knew when I was talking to him, this I could just see his big wow. smile through that. the phone. You said that. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, when I met him, uh, it was. It was just a huge smile. This guy brightens up every room that he walks wow. into. And I know you guys are going to enjoy um, just hearing his heart and what the Lord has done wow. in and through and continue to do uh, in and through him. And so, Damika, tell us a little wow. bit about about who you are, uh, about your family. You are such a family-oriented guy, which I yes. love about you. Um, tell us about that, um, and tell us about Psalms Ministry and your role at CA Bars. It's a lot. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, just a little bit about me, and I want to start with what I deem is the most important aspect of who I am. Um, my name is Demika Kelly, um, and I love my wife. Mm-hmm. I, I like to introduce myself to um, everyone with that because I feel like as a as a person as a man and as a man of God um, God has called me to love my wife in a way that I, I cherish doing and the most important aspect and to get to know me is just to know um, that he loves his wife and so I like to always let people know that if you want to know anything about me anything that's lasting is that he loves his wife. And so, wife, if you're listening today, I want you to know <laughs> that your husband loves you so, so much. Husbands love your wives. Mm. Um, I'm going to tell you something unique yeah. about about my name. My name, Demika. Um, growing up, I didn't like my name. Mm. I didn't. Um, I, I felt like my name was kind of, um, I, I knew it was unique, but I didn't know what it mean what it meant at the time and I, I felt like it was a, a young lady's name mm. and my entire name is Demika Kenyella and so Demika Kenyella Kelly and both my names to me when I heard it it registered as a young lady's name and so I, I told people my middle name was Kiel K-E-Y-E-L-L that sounded more masculine to me yeah and so on um from elementary school to middle school to high school I I got in a, a lot of fights because of my name. I got picked on. Um, I got teased. Um, people told me that I had a, 
young lady's name and and so I kind of resented that name and to, it got under my skin a lot. I was kind of angry with my mom at the time. Um, you know, when, when I had to tell people my name was D'Amika, when the teacher called on me and they said D'Amika always got an instant attitude. But when I met Christ, when I met Christ and my wife, she kind of looked up my name. And so in the Hebrew, in the Greek and in the Latin, my name means belonging to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so I, I celebrate my name now because I know that my name, it, it defines who I am and who I belong to. Yeah, and I was raised without a father. And my mom, she always, she joked me. She said, you know, your biological father, he did one thing right. He got it right one time. And I said, what do you mean, mom? She said, he named you. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's so amazing when you grow up without a father in your life. And the only thing that he ever did for me was to sign my name on the birth certificate, D-O-M-E-K-A. And um, as a kid, I, I grew up experiencing um, I battle with rejection. Um, I struggled with abandonment. I struggled with anger. Um, great deal of resentment because my father wasn't in my life. But from day one, from day one, I always tried to win the approval of my father. Um, I wondered, where was he? What did I do wrong? But God, he reminded me the day I was born that even though my biological father wasn't there, my biological father didn't want me, but God did. Mm. My name means I belong to you. Yeah. And so I love it. I love my name now. And so once again, my name is Demika, and I belong to the Lord. Yeah. Husband of Jessica Kelly, my beautiful wife of 25 years. Um, we have four children together. Um, Brian, my oldest son, who is 26. Nakia. Um, my next son in line, he's 20. Then Malik, he's 17. And my princess Leah, she's 12. Um, I am the senior pastor of Psalms Ministries Church, a church that's, that God has founded now. And we've been around for about 12 years. Mm -hmm. We um, have a location in, in Philadelphia that's led by um, Pastor um, Wesley Carter. And our home-based church is in Hampton, Virginia. And we are um, an extension of Liberty Baptist Church in Hampton, Virginia, pastored by my pastor, which is Pastor Dr. Grant Etheridge. Mm. Yep, I am the safety and care coordinator here at CA Bars, and I love my job. Yeah, I love my job. So, how do you, uh, uh, number one, what do you do at CA Bars? I mean, because you got to really, I mean, you got a title, which yes. we all have titles, and we're some, we do so much more than <laughs> what our titles are. Um, expand a little bit on that because you're, you're pastoring a church, but then mm -hmm. you're also full time. Yes. At, um, at this site, site management company. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. um, what's your role there and what are some of the things that you're doing? So what we are, we're a construction company. Um, we do site work and underground utilities. Mm -hmm. um, we do um, concrete. We do street. We do road works and paving and different things like that. But yeah. I am the director of the safety department here at CA bars. And I am also the corporate chaplain here at CA bars. And I've been here now for, I think um, 16 months. I've been in this position for 16 months as the safety and care coordinator. Yeah. Um, and in those 16 months that I've been here, the Lord allowed us to lead 18 people to him. Wow. Got saved here at this table. 
um, I teach all the orientation classes and opportunity in teaching orientation classes. I teach on the mission of this company, mm-hmm. which is to invest in others, um, to do excellent work, to do excellent work, invest in others and to honor God. And so here at this table, I have the opportunity to teach what our company is about, what we stand for. And it gives me the opportunity to meet people. And if they don't know Jesus Christ, I can introduce them to Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. so I've never been a part of a company who kind of got their mission plastered on the wall, say here at CA Bars, we honor God and everything that we do, we honor God and our values, the way that we talk, the way that we walk, the way that we handle our business interactions. Um, everything that we do, we do it in a way that honors God. So I'm excited about that. That's so good. And I've actually had the opportunity and privilege to be a part of a Bible study that you guys do. Yes. Um, three three Thursdays out of the month. I think yes. there's one Thursday you guys don't get a chance to do that. But mm-hmm. there's just to kind of bring your listeners in, <clears throat> we are actually sitting around the conference table at CA Bars where this Bible study takes place. And there was one today. And it was just it's just the three times that I've been here. Yeah. Just seeing the men around the table Amen. from different organizations, from different companies. These are all, most of them are marketplace, um, you know, secular marketplace companies, as That's we right. would say in the church world. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're, they're just around this table going after God. Yep. And, uh, and, and two, um, the second one I came to, and I'm telling this for our audience because this is, this is pretty, in my mind, it's very impressive. They were actually two competitors sitting at the same yes. table, and yet they were both just laughing and praying together and just seeking Amen. God. And that, to me, man, was just so encouraging um, that I've had a chance to be a part of that. So we could do another whole podcast with Mr. <laughs> Bars and you and and about the Bible study and, and stories behind that. But um yeah, I just want to focus in on you today, man, because oh, I just love you so much. Love and, you, man. And just in the short amount of time I've had to get to know you, man, you've just been such an influence in my in my in wow. my world and in my life. And every time we talk, I'm always encouraged by you. So, so thank you for that. I appreciate you. Thank and so, you. Uh, in 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 my time in ministry, man, this one of the things mm-hmm. I've noticed is that, and and I've actually had. Um, um, one of my lead pastors and campus pastors that were pouring into me, we did an exercise and I think I've shared this on a podcast before. So sorry, listeners, if you've already heard this, but, um, we, we tend to lead and mm-hmm. majority leaders tend to lead out of empty. Mm. And what kind of impact would it have if we, if we led out of the overflow? Wow. And so you being a, a, a pastor at a church, uh, well, let me, let me take a step back. Mm-hmm. you're leading your family first. Yes. That's where we're first called to lead. Yes. Is in our home. You're also a pastor of a church. Yes. And you're full-time at a uh, an organization being the chaplain, and you have other duties that you have to do as well. Yes. But you've also found time to <laughs> write a book and be an author. So I want to ask you, mm-hmm. and, and, and every time I've talked to you, man, you just have this energy and this um, inviting um, spirit that wow. just comes through the phone, but then also in person and you're just always so energetic and, and excited. And so people just love to be around you. So appreciate it. What do you do to, cause I feel like you're leading out of the overflow. Now like you might that. be really, like you might be good at holding <laughs> it, at hiding it and stuff or covering up. I don't know, but it, it just seems like you are. And, and with, with someone has so many different demands on mm-hmm. their time and on their life. 
just share with us. How, I mean, where do you find your strength, man? Where do you find your energy? And like how do you that. always have that smile on your face? I appreciate <laughs> it. I, I really do. That that means a lot. And thank you again for that. Um, for me, I, I think I have a saying that I, that I live by. And the saying is this, is that um, your smile should be bigger than your problems. Mm-hmm. And so I've been through so much in my past, um, in my upbringing. My mom, she um, she done the best that she can do to raise myself and my, my, my sister. And so she worked three to four jobs sometimes and she struggled. We grew up um, in a poverty neighborhood. And, and so, but we always had everything that we needed. Mm-hmm. But I think the one thing that my mom provided for us um, that kind of two things that she provided for us that kind of stuck with me is that she she first gave us love. She gave us love. She poured so much love into us when it where we, we never really lacked in that area. We had love and because we had love, um, she gave us joy. And so for me, when you talk about leading out of the overflow uh, or, or leading at your highest level, I think for, for me. There's a foundation to that. And and the foundation is one of my favorite scriptures. And it's in the book of, of John, chapter 17, verse 13. And it says, and now come I, this is Jesus. And he's talking to his disciples. And this is his great intercessory prayer. This is before he's going back to be with the father. And so he's praying and interceding on behalf of the disciples, um, on behalf of future believers. And he taught one powerful principle. And he said in verse 13, and now come I to thee. And these things I speak in the world that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. And and so for me, I think about Nehemiah chapter eight, verse 10, the last portion of that scripture where it says that the joy of the Lord is my strength. And so just being in the presence of God, when the Bible says there is a fullness of joy, when Jesus on his way home to be with the father, he said, God. Father, what can I leave them? What can I leave them? Some tangible that that doesn't take the place of my presence, me being here with them physically, but kind of equate that. And he said, you know what? I'm going to give them joy. Not only just joy, but I'm going to give them my joy. And so for me, the foundation to be able to to kind of lead, I think, as as leaders, you have to always operate in and out of joy. So that's my foundation and that's not a secret but I, I have to be able to to wake up each and every day and operate out of that joy and and then for me um I like what Jesus told his disciples I think in Matthew chapter 4 verse 19 when he just met um Andrew and he, he Peter and he told him he said listen follow me and I will make you to become fishers of men and so that that word in the Greek follow that word means akalotheo, and that word means to be in the same manner as I am. Come in and join me. Be my attendant. Um, be a part of what I'm doing. And so when Jesus said that, it was like, man, okay, if, if you follow Jesus, then he can make you fishers of men. That's what he was saying to the disciples. Mm-hmm. But I kind of let go of fishers of men. I said, if I just follow him, then he will make me. That's a promise. If I can follow you, Lord, then you can make me to be the best husband that I can be. Mm, If I will follow you, Lord, you can make me be the best pastor I can be. And and so for me, I think as leaders to be able to always operate in and out of joy, 
um, the foundation is joy, but there's like four different levels in leadership to my in my mind. I think the first thing is this: to be an impactful leader, then you have to be a committed follower. And so I cannot I cannot lead without following. And so I have to follow Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And and so that's like my first level of leadership, being a surrendered follower. So therefore, if I can do that, if I can follow God, then I can lead people. And so I, I'm reminded by the story of, of Abraham in chapter 22 of the book of Genesis. And one thing that it, it's so amazing let me tell you, Andy, it's so amazing because in the first verse, the Bible said, and God called Abraham. Remember that Genesis chapter two, 22, when he went to go and sacrifice Isaac. The scripture says, and, and God called out to Abraham. And immediately Abraham said, this is how he responded to God. Here I am. And, and so as a leader, when you receive that call, Abraham, he didn't even think about the intentions of God heart at that time. He, he didn't even know what God was calling him to do. The only thing he wanted to do is surrender to God. He said, no matter what you call me to do, Father, here I am. And, and so how I lead, I take that same approach. Here I am. I surrender all to you, Father, and I don't hold anything back. And I think without that level of commitment as a leader or as a follower, that you can't effectively lead anybody. And so then my second level is this, is I'm following God. And my second step is this, then I'm leading my family. And so, because it all, these four levels I'm gonna talk about, it's like a domino effect. If if I'm not following God, then it's gonna show how I lead my family. And so, because I'm following God, then I'm leading my family in, a, in an effective way. I'm being the best father I can be. I'm being the best husband I can be. I'm operating in and out of joy. And so then, and I think sometimes pastors kind of, we tend to get these things out of order, our priorities. And so I look at my leadership and I prioritize my leadership. It's first me following God, then me leading my family. And listen to this. And then me leading at work. I'm leading at home. Second, I'm leading at work. Thirdly, um, and see, because the way I lead at home, the way I follow God impacts how I lead at home. And how I lead at home impacts how I lead at work. If if for me, for Demika Kelly, if I'm not leading my home well, then I'm not going to be a great leader at work. And so then the fourth level of leadership in my priority of leadership is, is the church. It's the church. And so because I'm leading my family well, and I'm leading at work well. Then I can lead the ministry or I can lead the church well, because in my experience, um, I think sometimes and I can speak candidly on this podcast. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why we're doing See, it. <laughs> I've, been, I've, been, <laughs> I've been in a position where um, my family relied on the tithes and offering that was given to um, the church. And I was I was one time a full time pastor, which where the church paid me to pastor the church. And I never wanted to do that. Um, it helped me, helped me grow as a pastor, helped me grow as a husband, helped me grow as a father. But what I find out is sometimes that when the church feel like that they're paying your salary, 
then they feel like they have control over you. So now what happens, they hear, Pastor, I need you to preach on this this Sunday. Mm. Here, Pastor, don't talk about this this Sunday. Well, Pastor, I can't have you touching on this because that may be too divisive. And so I said, man, listen, I'm going back to work. I preach for free. <laughs> I'm going back to work, God. I preach for free because, see, what happens is that when you when you get liberated and you can and God puts you in a position where you can preach for free because you're getting paid, the message changed. You're no longer trying to please people. You're just doing God's will for your life. And so for me, that's why my career is before my ministry. Because what's happened is that while I'm working, I can provide for my family. Mm-hmm. And so as long as my family, which is my first church, is okay, then I can take care of the church. And so I got four levels of leadership, and I like to prioritize my leadership. That's good, man. Yeah. That's great. I appreciate that. Wow. Well, that's, uh, I mean, that's worth the value right there, man. We could literally just stop recording, but I know you got more <laughs> in you. So, um, I mean, and that just brings up um, – Man, that that is great, and and I know that that could be in a book book by itself right there. Mm. Um, but you have written a book, not necessarily yes, on the four little levels of leadership, but you've written the v- book Victory in the Valley. Yes. And so, tell the tell the audience a little bit about um, the inspiration um, behind okay. that book, the story, because I know that that has impacted you. Um, man, let me tell you, I love Victory in the Valley. And what's so amazing about that, it was our, the, the Lord. And actually, in the book, I talk about how I felt like that that book was written with the hand of God. I didn't write that book. Um, God wrote that book for me, and I'm excited about that. But that book was, um, I guess, the darkest moment in my life gave birth to that book. Mm-hmm. Um, I alluded about the church not too long ago. Yeah. And so what happened, we had, um, man... We started the ministry, I think, in 2010, 2000, I don't know, 2010, I don't know, 2008, 9 or 10, somewhere like that. Mm. But the church took off fast, really fast. Um, we started off in the Boys and Girls Club. Um, every Sunday we'd go to church and we'd set the church up in the Boys and Girls Club. And it grew from maybe like the first month or two, went from maybe 10 members to 30 members. And um, from that January of 2007, that January of 2007 to um, June 2007, I think the church had grew to maybe 150 members. And so God blessed us in July of 2007 to be able to buy our first church and pay cash for $315,000. was able to buy our first church within the first seven months. And so when we moved into our first church, things were going really, really well. And um, church was growing. Um, we outgrew that building in maybe another seven months. And so that next year, we was having meetings and with the with the trustee board and everyone said, we need a, another building, a bigger location. And so by, I think at this time, we were maybe at 300 members. And so we went and purchased a building. Well, we actually took the building that we were lived, that we had and we used it as collateral to get another building. And that building was maybe... 10,000 square feet and um and and it's and I think it's the building set on like two acres of land and so we had bought this building and we had another building beside it so we had our own property now the church was doing really good church was doing really good church was growing fast um but 
at some point within the, the growth of this church, I feel like that there was a disconnect between me, the people and God. I felt like God was doing all that he could do. And I felt like me being a young pastor this time um, is a scripture in the book of Corinthians. where It talks about how God said that he would never put more on us than we can bear. Um, but he would give us a way of escape with all those different temptations. I'm just paraphrasing that quote, that scripture. And so for me, I look at that scripture now in a different context. Because sometimes we tend to look at that scripture only when we're going through something. There's an obstacle. God, you're going to find a way out. God, you said you wasn't going to give me more than I can bear. But I look at it differently now. What about if it's success that God has given you? And so at that point, God was was allowing us to grow, allowing the ministry to grow, allowing me to grow, allowing my family to grow. We was becoming successful at church. But I was an immature pastor. I wasn't ready for this level of success. I didn't have the decision making that I needed this time. I wasn't surrounded uh, surrounded by leaders who possessed the wisdom to be able to go out here and, and handle this magnitude of success. And so ultimately, we end up losing the church. We end up losing the church. We couldn't afford to take care of the maintenance on the church. And and for me, um, people were, were saying a lot of negative and, and nasty rumors about myself and about my wife and about my family and about even some of the church leaders. And it wasn't true, but we never defended ourselves. And so, but we just couldn't afford the building and we had to make a decision to leave the building. And so, but in that moment, um, I maybe had like 30 leaders that was around me in my corner. Um, friends and some family members. And while we were doing good, and I like to use this analogy and I talk about it in the book, um, while we was flying high, we were soaring as wings of eagles, just soaring high, and we were surrounded by a whole bunch of eagles just soaring with us. But as soon as our, we experienced just a little bit of turbulence and our wings got clipped and I descended down into the valley, those same eagles that was flying high with me, they descended in the valley with me. And when they got there, they landed and they looked at me and they began to unmask themselves as the vultures that they really were. And so what happened um, what inspired this book is because man, I was going through so much. My wife was going through so much. We felt like we hit rock bottom and we entertained the thought of giving up, but God wouldn't let us give up. And so that's what inspired the book, um, victory in the Valley. And so, um, man, and, and God really, he really humbled me in that experience, but he really blessed me in that ex experience and some great relationships came out of that experience. Um, a, a new pastor emerged a more mature past emerge out of that valley experience. But that, that inspired the book. And I got one of my favorite quotes that come from that book. Um, it says that, um, it says champions are not born on the mountaintops of life. That's the place where they only celebrated victors, not victims are produced in the valley. And so for me, I emerged as a champion, um, for out of that valley on we and route to the mountaintop. And so I, I thank God, man, that in the darkest moments of my life, God was still shining his light upon me. And that that book really inspired me, man. It gave me a new um, sense of life almost when I thought it was all over, when everyone thought it was all over, when everyone counted us out. 
And here comes God picking us right back up and putting us where actually uh, where we belong in the first place. Yep. So that inspired the book. Yeah. That's good, man. Um, wow. So where can our listeners, is the book out? Is it released? Yep. The book is released. Okay. Um, it's, it's sold anywhere online, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. You can get it at anywhere online, any bookstore. It's, it's, it's definitely online and I'm excited about so it. So it's Victory in the Valleys. Victory in the Valley. Demika Kelly. Victory in the Valley by Demika Kelly. All right. And and God spoke to my spirit. You know, he said um that the valleys um the valleys are designed to defeat you. They only prepare you for the mountaintops. And so I'm I'm excited about that. So that valley wasn't designed to defeat me. It was just there to prepare me. It was a temporary holding place preparing me for mountaintops i'm excited about that i love that book yeah i probably read it myself about six times (laughs) (laughs) well hey uh go pick up this book um you can hear the passion and 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 the heart and the struggle amen behind the book from the author and so i just want to encourage all our listeners go out there um support this great man um I wish all of you, but hopefully one day we'll have an opportunity to meet him. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. You, you just bring so much joy to me. And um, just so you guys know who, um, what type of guy he is. I mean, I, I after the first time I met him in a conversation we had, he encouraged me so much. And I think it was a few days after that, I just get a, a text from him. <laughs> uh, just encouraged me again. And so thank you for that. And thank I you. appreciate um, what you've done just in my life and the short amount of time we've gotten to know each other. And appreciate so you. Pick up the book. I promise your life will be changed by it. Yeah. Um, and so Victory in the Valley by D'Amica Kelly. Yeah. Um, hey, so. You know, and let me say one more yeah. thing about that book. Yeah, yeah. Because I, um, I, I struggled with, with two questions that I asked God in that book. Well, before I wrote the book, it was like, God, um, how did I get here? God, I was just on the mountaintop. But how did I get here? And then the second question was, God, when is this going to be over? Mm-hmm. And so the book deals with those two questions. How did I end up here? What did I do wrong? And when is this going to be over? Yeah. Yep. Well, hey, I want to thank you uh, for taking time today just to share um, your heart, that yes, big sir. smile with everyone, because I know <laughs> they can they can see it as soon as they hear your voice. Um, but thanks again, man, for doing this. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. you. I'm excited about it. Yeah. It's not over yet, is it? No, it's oh, not over. Okay. We're going ex- to do a session two, but for session one, we want to thank you guys for taking time uh, to listen in. And um, session two will be out too. So don't, if you enjoyed this one, which I know you did, uh, get session two as well. So thanks again, Domenico. Appreciate thank it. you, brother Andy. Love you, man. <laughs> thanks again for listening in. We really hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more information about our podcast and other resources provided by the E-Team, please visit us online at eteam-inc.com.